welcome to 512 Degrees, everybody. The podcast where we dive deep into the sizzling stories of chefs, artists, and influencers. Join us as we explore their extraordinary lives, savor their inspiring careers, and uncover the secret ingredients behind their incredible passions. Get ready to ignite your curiosity and feed your soul with zestful conversations that will leave you hungry for more. Today's guest is Houston's favorite chef, restaurateur, author, TV host, and James Beard award-winning chef, Chris Shepard. When Chris isn't busy being a TV host, author, chef, founding director of Southern Smoke Foundation, or winning various awards, he's launching a new series called Table to Stage. Table to Stage will bring a celebrated selection of the top names in the food and beverage to stages for an exclusive series. Before we dive into more of this, please welcome Chris Shepard to the show. What's going on, Chris? Thanks for having me. Of Not course. Not much. You doing all right today? Yeah, doing all right. You know, it's a nice Friday. We made it. We made it to the, to the end of the week. That's it. <laughs> That's time to get busy, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> But all right. So, you know, I just had to know. So you were Midwest raised, but ended up in Houston. How did this yeah. move happen? What prompted this move? Born in Nebraska, grew up in Tulsa. Wow. Um, and I guess at that point, like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I was working at a sushi bar in Tulsa, Oklahoma in like 1993, 94. My boss was like, you need to you need to go to culinary school. I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, it's where they teach you how to cook. And I was like, all right, cool. Sounds great. I like doing this. This will be fun. And so uh, my parents had moved to Houston um, about a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, free rent and school. Cool. I'm in. You know, and so came down, went to school and figured out this is what I wanted to do for a living. That's amazing. You know, and I love that it, it starts with the good things that you need, right? Free rent. Free school. What a perfect yeah. way to what a perfect way to get yeah. into it. <laughs> I mean, this isn't an industry where you can afford to pay to go to school, afford rent, and work all at the same time. So yes, you know, yes. it's hard to do that. I getcha, I getcha. And cooking is such an art form, right? And can take many years to master. Uh, who did you learn from and get mentored by? What did you keep or adapt from? You know, in terms of each previous teacher, boss, and mentor. I mean, you learn a lot from everybody, and that's just what you want to take from that, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's why, you know, I, I worked for the Brennan family for nine years. Um, I worked at Houston Country Club for a little bit. I did a, a few other things, but it was like taking a little bit from each person, mm-hmm. you know, and understanding, like, how do I influence that into my career and my decision-making skills? Um, how do I deal with certain situations? And, you know, and having those people to call when you have those, those conver- you know, those questions, like, how yeah. do I get past this barrier that I'm I'm facing right now? And and it's and it's fun because you know as as I learned that um, the people that have worked with me over the years have learned that as well. And so I end up being that person of of uh, being able to call and try and figure out the answers with now. So yeah, it's kind of fun. It's full yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you're education of everything is taking you to so many different places what's something yeah. that what's a place that you know you'll always hold dear to your heart what was the most significant i guess place that you've landed location wise i mean as far as like job goes or just in general I just mean, in general just in general. general i mean it's 
you know, like I guess a couple years ago, like it was weird. February of twenty, I found myself uh, cooking on the side of a mountain in the Swiss Alps. Okay, you know, yeah. and it, it was it was so weird. It was like, how am I here? You know, like what am I <laughs> yeah. doing here? And, yeah. You know, or doing a pop up in Japan. You know, and and it's yeah. like these are just like I cook for a living. This is so cool. Or, Cooking at Super Bowls, or you know, and being able yeah. to, sit and play. you know, we cooked at a Super Bowl in uh, Minnesota, and I found mm-hmm. myself like, you know, we were given tickets to go to the game, and I'm like, I'm sitting next to Muhammad Ali's wife. <laughs> wow, you know, and it's just like this. I I'm still just slinging food, you know. This like this is yeah, kind of cool. yeah. That's really cool. I feel no one really expects cooking to take them to those different types of events locations and meeting these types of people was that something you ever saw happening for yourself no never you know i thought i was going to get in and you know sear steaks and yeah. you know poach lobsters and like you know but then all of a sudden it's like it, it becomes it transcends so much more than that you know and yeah i think on a daily basis i still pinch myself i was like man i used to, like i just cook like <laughs> i still get to do these cool experiences in life so um, wow. and, and it takes you there. It's not, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, yeah, like I said, yeah. it took 20 years for that to happen, you know, if not longer. So, yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. You got to put the time in, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. Got to put the time in. And, you know, you have so many accolades and achievements in your career so far. What was the mindset you had to build? You know, what were the obstacles that you had to face? And what are some things people don't realize are important in those times that yeah. everything seems to be working? Don't read your own press. Mm. Like, don't focus on all those things. Like, don't focus on an accolade. Don't focus on what someone says. Don't focus on any of like. Just follow your own vision, your own heart, your own your own mind. Right. Mm. Unlock your heart so that you can hear yourself think. Mm. Right. That is that is like the biggest advice that I can give to somebody is like, don't get caught up in all the minutia of it. Just do good food. Like, listen to yourself and listen to the people around you that are there with you every day. Um, and yeah. take everybody's opinions, right? Like mm-hmm. when we first opened one of the restaurants, like it was everybody, all the cooks and sous chefs, everybody sat at the table every day and we talked about food. And then yeah. that's how we wrote the menu. And it was like, it's not just me. Like we can all be better together. Yeah. I like that a lot. As humans, I feel we, we always tend to gravitate towards what other people think when the main person you should be, you know, listening to or critiquing is you know really yourself uh you gotta make sure you know of all people you know what you want what you want to do you know what what improvements you need to make i feel that's something i'm still trying to figure out nowadays is having that self-awareness to you know decide where i need to improve or grow and yeah it's hard to tell somebody what to do if you don't if you haven't done it yourself you know and so I, I always feel that like just challenging yourself with the skills and like the things that, like, man, I think, you know, I want to learn how to do this. And so you, you focus mm-hmm. on it and you kind of do deep dives and you have to understand like whatever it may be. Like I'm not a bread baker and I tried and I just don't get it. So I'm just going to go buy bread from someone that's really good. Right. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. I wanted to make really good pizza dough. So I focus on that for a while. And like, I want to make sure that I have a great technique for searing steaks or I have a great technique for poaching this or a great technique for grilling that. And like, so it's just immersing yourself into doing that all the time. Yeah. Continuous trial and error. 
Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And in regards to your successes and achievements, uh, I know you have an incredible and exciting exclusive series starting on September 25th table to stage for what i've heard you'll be hosting intimate talks between world-renowned chefs on the why behind their craft how did the idea for this interview series come about uh i was i was asked to moderate a conversation with a chef his name was yota or is yota Matalingi, um just you know a world-renowned chef and he was doing his book stop in houston and it was like two thousand people sitting in front of with him wow Okay. And, um, you know, I met him backstage and he was like, have, have you ever done this before? I was like, no, never. Yeah. And he's like, all right, well, just, you know, take it easy. Just ask some questions, like feel comfortable. I was like, yeah, no problem. And we just got into the conversation and, and I was like, there's so much more I could ask. And so I'm just going to start asking, right? I'm just yeah. going to fire off questions that I want to know more than like, you know, there was a strong list of questions that were like, here's something you should ask. And like, questions from the audience and it's like no no i know you guys paid for this but it's my turn now right (laughs) and so we walked off stage and he was like you should really focus on this he was like this is the best interview i've ever had like sitting Mm -hmm. on a stage and i was like that's super nice and genuine i appreciate that so the conversation just became like what if i did do that and so i put something together and talked to the team at stages and i was like what do you think about doing this small conversation because what really made the sense to me was that you know, 2,000 people, that's still intimate, but not the intimacy that I want, right? Mm-hmm. I want someone, we're talking about a stage that has 250 guests at. Everybody's sitting there watching. Like, you're super close to the to the audience. I can literally put it up to you and be like, I can see it on your face. You got a question. What do you want to ask? And oh, hear wow. them ask me the question. So it made sense for, for the guest experience yeah. for that, you know, and um than to be able to have a full bar right mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I get a glass of wine a cocktail or a soda or whatever and take it into the to the to the theater and sit and have that with me as a, as a guest and that made sense to me because it was like now i feel like i'm at home mm-hmm. i'm in a comfortable chair i've got my cocktail i'm watching a th- like a performance or what have you like this conversation so it just i wanted to have the questions with chefs and restaurateurs of like the why I want to know why. Yeah. I want to know why you got into this, why you're doing this, you mm-hmm. know, and if they have a book, like, why did you write a book? Cause I know when I wrote a book, like it takes two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a long process. And then you go out around the country, you do a cookbook dinner someplace and, you know, go to, I don't know, different city and do one. Well, you plan that for two months and then you get there two days ahead, you start prepping and then you get to talk about the dish, why they're eating the dish, but you don't really get to talk about the story of the, the book mm. and the story of why. And so this gives the opportunity for for um, authors to be able to have that conversation. Yeah. And I love the the why, because everyone has such a different why. And yeah. it's going to open so many different doors for people who are going to be able to be a part of this conversation. It makes it such an interesting, you know, um, you could say topic or just style of interview. Um, because I, yeah, like you said, usually everything is not, I don't want to say surface level, but you don't understand the complexity of what's going behind the actual, no. you know, reasoning of what. I mean, to be able doing. to walk in a, you know, Johnny Carabba's restaurant and maybe see him walk through the dining room or, you know, just like, man, the history behind that place has been open for 30, 35, 37 years, something like that. Like, mm-hmm. why did you start this? Right. Yeah. And then why did you go into like a big, 
you know, franchise mode and then scale back to the, like, why? I want to know these things, you know, and, you know, what makes you tick? Why super successful? Why are you still working the floor? You know, Mm -hmm. and I think it's inherently like those are conversations that you can have on a shorter. If you get the opportunity to stop him in the dining room and ask these questions, like it's going to be very small, right? You're Mm -hmm. only going to get a few minutes of that time, but to be able to get an hour and a half of time, like listening to having this conversation, like you really bring yourself into the fold, which I don't think normally happens. And I think people look at um, chefs as like, I want to learn more from them. Okay. Well, you know, here you go. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) We're here. Yeah, here we are. And you actually just answered my next question. So each interview will be about an hour and a half, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, roughly. Okay. That's a nice long conversation. That's going to be very yeah. illuminating. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I want to, if, if I'm going to come to one of these and if I'm going to host this thing, I I want to I want to be there for a little bit. I want to get my, you know, I want to get everything I want to hear in. Yeah, 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 and like, yeah. That's why we had a meeting the other day. Like, how long is the conversation? And he was like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like it could go an hour and a half. It could go two hours. Like if the conversation is good, we just keep rolling, you know? Yeah. Because like, uh-huh. one, they're all friends and it's all conversations that we get to have all the time, but now everybody else gets to get involved too, which is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 And, you know, back to the reasoning of the why, is this something that you just feel no one's doing right now? And then <laughs> even for yourself, uh, do you feel not enough people ask you why, you know, the why is behind everything? Yeah, I mean, I, my entire career has been pretty much like the why, right? Mm-hmm. Even like I had a conversation with my mother yesterday and she was like, you just used to ask that all the time. Like I tell you, hey, don't ride your skateboard off the roof. And I'm like, why? You know, or like, don't go do this. Why? I want you know, like that's just something you would always ask mom or dad. Like you tell me mm-hmm. no, but I want to know why. And so, <laughs> but for me, it's always like, if I'm going to put a dish on the menu, there needs to be the why, right? There needs yeah. to be the story behind the dish. Like not just to cook it, but why do I feel important like like, passionate about this dish or why do i feel important about this ingredient so it's it it's just the answering of that question right Mm -hmm. um it's just being inquisitive naturally like i want to know more i want to hear from you because maybe maybe if you have strong passion about something i might want to learn about it too and then i'm going to ask myself why (laughs) yeah. <laughs> it's really kind of a full circle thing yeah it goes back to really what i want to learn <laughs> yeah. all right all right and you know with this being about an hour and a half maybe to two hour conversation about you know the chef's why and professionals whys uh how do you feel this show will speak to foodies without a live cooking element i mean it gives them the opportunity to understand a little bit more right it's not mm-hmm. about so much the cooking it's about the because you can taste somebody's food, you can read their book, you can understand a little bit, but to actually have a conversation about why they do things and who they are mm-hmm. as a human being, I think is very important. Like to have the history, the background of like how they grew up, what they did, what got them into the the, the aspect of the restaurant or yeah. just all of that. Like, tell me about it. Like, like really getting to know them as a person, yeah. not just as a, a chef. I yeah, because like I think once you can have the conversation about the human, then you can have a conversation about the food. Yeah, I see. Okay. It, uh, you start to understand it a little better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And could you give us some insight to the featured guest list that will be featured in the interview series? Yeah. So we've got um, from our local side, we've got Johnny Caraba coming off um, at the very beginning on September 25th. Right behind him is going to be Chris Williams from Lucille's. Um, oh, and wow. Lucille's 1913, just a fantastic human being. Um, and then we go to, we've got a barbecue roundup of Truth Barbecue, Gatlin's, and Fijis. 
than Aaron Bluedorn because he's kind of taking the city by storm, and I need to know why. <laughs> um, and then nationally, we've got a good friend of mine, Katie Parla, mm. who is just kind of added on to this because that's the kind of cool thing about this series is that we're gonna ha- we started with eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to add chefs that are coming or authors that are coming through the city and we're going to talk about their books and the why with them. So Katie Parla, who is in November, um, and she's going to, you know, she's people are like, who is that? Well, if you want to know about Italy, like she's an American journalist that lives in Italy and writes about Italian food. And that's pretty much it. So like when I went to Italy, I basically followed her app. And it was like, go eat here, go eat here, go eat here. And like it would tell you where in the city. I was like, in Rome, like, okay, where do I eat? And I'm like, boom. And all these things would populate. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here. I'm going to try these artichokes over here. I'm going to try the porchetta over here. So it's she's very talented, very smart. Um, and then we've got uh, a good friend of mine, Sarah Gruenberg from Monteverde in Chicago. Okay. Uh, Aaron Franklin from Frank- Franklin Barbecue. Uh, Dave Chang from Momofuku. And then Priya Krishna, who is a food writer for the New York Times. Wow, that's yeah. exciting. And that's just so. the start, and then we'll kind of add them throughout the year to, you know, when they're coming through town. So. Yeah. Oh, man, that's exciting stuff. Is this also going to be something that people can view online, or is it mainly going to be like an in-person experience? Uh, it'll be in-person at the beginning, but we are recording it for okay. future. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. And... F- your team told me that these shows are also going to be on, uh, they're going to be on Sundays and Mondays so that people in the service in- industry can attend. Uh, yeah. Is there any more like detail about that that you could mention? Well, that was the goal was right. Friday and Saturdays are always cool, but you know what? Industry professionals, folks in the food and beverage industry don't, they're working on Fridays and Saturdays, right? Mm-hmm. Sundays and Mondays gives them the ability to come in and you know what, as a cook, I want to see Aaron Franklin or Aaron Bluedorn or Dave Chang or Johnny Crab. Like I want to see these guys, but mm-hmm. I can't do it on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah. So it gives me the ability on a, on a Sunday and Monday on my days off, traditionally when restaurants are closed or easier to get a day off, let's say that. Yeah. Um, it, 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 uh, it, it was for them, right? This is for them because I would want this when I was younger. Yeah, definitely. So really just spreading the knowledge and just that exposure to you know, these high level professionals for all those, you know, around the area. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I want a little, I want it for everybody, you know? Yeah. The thing, like, I, I, I think that the cooks should be able to come and the waiter should be able to come and the bar manager should be able to come. Like, I think that's very, very important to me. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, with everything going on and everything that you've done, how does this interview series fit into your bigger dreams and goals? You know, I, I don't know. I think I, I live in, a, in the moment for the most part. And it's it's one of those things like this sounds like a, it sounds like fun. Right. Yeah. And that's it. This isn't work to me. It's still fun. Um, and it's really like I get to talk to my buddies on stage. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And, that's very true. And, and because, you know, I can sit here. Like, it really hit me after Southern Smoke or right before Southern Smoke last year. I was sitting in my living room and knowing that. A three, my 3,000 person festival was starting the next morning and I'm sitting with two of the best fish cooks I've ever met in my life, uh, Jason Stanhope from Charleston and Ryan Pruitt from New Orleans and they're just absolutely sound technical cooks but I'm just sitting there having a conversation with them about cooking fish at 2.30 in the morning <laughs> and it was just like, it was just so passionate and so perfect and I was like I wish everybody could hear this 
Yeah. Right. Cause it would change how you cooked at home. Mm. And so it, it, it was just one of those beautiful things. And so like, if I, I want to have those experiences and share that with others. Right. And, yeah. and I'm hoping that that's where this goes from. Not so much more of like a talk show Q and a, but mm-hmm. so much more like, Hey man, forget everybody else is here unless you and I talk. Mm, right mm-hmm. and that's yeah. the conversation that i like to have and then all of a sudden you can look up and go, oh yeah there's actually people here <laughs> right? so, um and, and i think that's the fun part of it yeah i mean just based off of that alone i know what you mean with those conversations you have with your close friends or even family mm-hmm. and it's those really just insightful funny or i don't know just impactful conversations that you have and you're like man if if anyone else could hear this they would resonate so well or so much with this and yep. i i love that you're doing that with this you know table to stage uh it it really it's gonna be such a personable experience i'm jealous yeah. i'm not in houston i want to go so bad well i'll make it down i'll make it down I'll hey, make it come down. on you got a whole year <laughs> yeah. we might do we'll do more of these too but you know yes. it's kind of like what you're doing right you're having these conversations on this podcast to like you're creating a moment in time Mm. right that can be shared in the future yeah. and and i think that's i'm starting to understand that more and more is like the more that we can create for the future to hear or the now to hear mm. like that's it's it's shedding light on a subject that most people don't get to have like the conversation yeah. that we're having right now yeah. is the same thing that i'm going to be doing on a stage we're just creating that moment yeah oh man this is cool. I'm getting really excited. I'm not even going to be there yet, but hey, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know, I want to give you a chance too to just uh, plug any other information you have about the show. Uh, feel free to, yeah, just whatever else. Yeah, uh, whatever tickets are on sale right now. Stageshouston.com, and you know, um, it's going to be fun. You know, it's just it's just a, a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get these moments too often, so you kind of got to sit. You got to kind of do it when they come. Yes. Because I can't remember the last time anybody sat down with Johnny Caraba on a stage and talked to him. Oh, man. You're going to do or it. Or Aaron Bluedorn. Or, you know, go down the list. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's special moments for me. Oh, gosh. That's awesome. You know, we, we are winding down on time. I have a few more questions yeah. for you, and they're going to be was... more personal-based. Uh, what yeah. do you wish you learned sooner? Mm, learning to take care of others more. You know, that's, that's, um, it, it's something I've always tried to do, but being better for others is, is very important to me. Mm. Better human, better learner, better teacher, um, better friend, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They always say it comes with, you know, life is always hard. Everyone has their, their journeys that they're going through. And I mean, as long as you're self-aware of the things that you you just mentioned, I mean, you are, but that's always a hard thing to to ponder because everyone feels yeah. that same way. I could always be better here. I could always be better for this person. But yeah, I, I, it took me a long time to realize it's not always about you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. about us. And as yeah. humans, as people that live together and be together on the world that goes in the same direction at the same speed, right? Yeah. How do we create a better space for all of us? Okay, I like that. How would you say that fits into, you know, how... People say you need to focus on yourself in order to get where you need to get. How do you incorporate that mindset to include the us and we, but still being able to manifest what you want? You know, if you focus on and there's there's two ways you can look at this, right? You can focus on yourself and 
but sometimes you forget about others, mm. right? And others make the world go round. And if you're too impactful on yourself, then you forget about the people around you that want to include you in these moments. Mm. And you know what? And it's kind of like we started the show talking about this, right? Where did I think food would take me, right? Side of a mountain in the Swiss Alps, Japan, you know, wherever, yeah. right? Vietnam, just hanging out with friends, right? Yeah. But if I'm so focused on myself, then I forget about those other things. And then you don't get those opportunities, right? True. Yeah. Sometimes you got to, people always say, what's your five-year plan? I don't have a five-year plan. I got a five-minute plan, hmm. right? I know what I'm going to do in the next five minutes. But for, after that, like, listen to the world. It's, it's like following a tree path, right? You never know what's going to take you. And just yeah. be ready for it when it happens. I like that. Understand yeah. your drive, but understand that people got to live with you around that drive too. I didn't understand that at the beginning of my career so much. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Trying to make me cry over here. What's going on? Uh... <laughs> you know what? It's just this older guy talking about life. So it's all right. You know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, and my last question is uh, what advice do you have for other aspiring chefs out there? You know, take the time for yourself, right? Don't work yourself. To, you know, the brink of like not loving it anymore. Um, but we sat back with our family not too long ago, mm -hmm. right? And they, it was kind of they were playing this game, right? Like he would ask a question and everybody had to answer it, mm -hmm. right? And and uh, one of the my niece asked me like, Uncle Chris, what's the biggest risk you've taken in your life? And I was like, I take them all the time. Mm -hmm. right i take risks constantly because i'm going to push myself to be better right i'm going to understand the people around me and how that affects them but i know that i need to be better for everybody else so i'm going to take those risks um and just not be afraid to fail yeah you always get back up just don't be afraid to fail right the only person that can tell you you can't do it is yourself mm. right mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. can tell you that you can't do that. I mean, you have to believe them or hear yeah. them. The only person that that matters, that voice is you, right? Yeah. When you say, I can't do it, then, you, then you're already done, right? Mm. When you say, I'm going to try this, by saying try, you've already committed to failure. Mm. Yeah. So I am going to do this. That's how yeah. you go with this. Like Just don't that. be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Don't be afraid. Oh, my gosh. Well, Thank you for leaving us with that nugget of just well-being. <laughs> Chris, it's been a pleasure getting to know more about you, but also, you know, your upcoming series, exclusive uh, series. And I want to thank you again for coming on. And Thanks for having yeah, me. Of course, of course. It, and if you have anything else you want to say, feel free. But uh, if not, hey, have a great rest of your Friday and weekend. I will. Best of luck to you, my friend. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you for joining us in this special episode with Chris Shepard. His new exclusive series, Table to Stage, is set to kick off September 25th. For more information, please go to the Stages Houston website at stageshouston.com. Secure your tickets to these intimate conversations today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a follow at Texas Tasty on Instagram and at the Texas Tasty on Twitter. Future episodes of 512 Degrees can be found wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dominique Linton signing off.
Until next time, y'all.